Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. The crypto markets are so difficult right now, and we're all trying to answer one really important question. Are prices going to go up or down? Today, I'm going to look at the arguments that the bulls have for prices going up. I'm going to compare this with the arguments the bears have for prices going down. And the big bear today is none other than Kevin O'Leary. He has revealed something truly shocking about the cryptocurrency markets that I'm going to explain to you, and we're going to see whether it is truth or lies. So stick around by the end of this 10 minutes, you'll have an idea of what direction the Bitcoin and crypto market prices are heading in. So what can the charts tell us today about whether the bulls are winning or the bears? The charts is telling us very little at all. We can see that on the 24 hour BTC is basically flat around about close to the 18k level, but more like mid 17k to be fair. Ethereum similarly uh, about down 3% on the 24 hour and still trading at very similar levels that it has been around about that 1.3k level. Flat BTC ETH prices leads to mixed altcoin performance. We do have some positive movers on the 24-hour XTC, Cello, Immutable X up a couple of percentage points. But on the flip side, we have a lot of other altcoins like USDN, TON, SCX, all down about the same amount. So the charts are not telling us much at all, which means that our answer to whether the bulls and bears are winning is going to look at fundamental analysis. And that's also where Kevin O'Leary's comments fit in, in the world of fundamental analysis. So why don't we start with the bull case? Why do the bulls think that things are going to get better for the cryptocurrency markets? Remember, Kevin O'Leary is on the side of the bears, so we'll get on to the bears after the bulls. The bulls had a huge victory yesterday and have a lot of cause to celebrate. Yesterday was the FOMC meeting. Jerome Powell took the decision to raise interest rates by 50 basis points. The last few meetings, their interest rate hike has been a much more aggressive 75 basis point. This smaller interest rate hike represents a move towards a lower inflation, lower interest rate environment, the exact type of environment where borrowing is cheaper, saving is less attractive, people are more likely to take on risk, aka more likely to buy cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. Now, he did have some claims about the pace of things. He said 50 basis points is still a historically large increase and we still have some ways to go. So he did have a little bit of a disclaimer, but the data suggests that people are overall positive. In fact, investors are already placing their bets for the next FOMC meeting, which is in 48 days, so not until the 1st of February 2023. But check this out. The current expectation, which would certainly take into account yesterday's statements, Q&A and announcement, is that the next FOMC meeting is going to see a 25 basis point hike, the smallest we've seen in absolutely ages. 73% likelihood of this smaller interest rate hike, with the alternative being that another 50 basis point hike priced in at about 27%. And so bulls of the cryptocurrency markets, and to be fair, bulls of the stock markets have big cause for victory here. We are moving into lower interest rate hikes, lower interest rate environment, which is better for crypto and stocks. There's one more victory that the bulls have to claim things about getting better for the cryptocurrency markets. We'll consider this, then we move over to the bears and the Kevin O'Leary's of the world. 
So, the big victory for the bulls is the fact that Sam Bankman-Fried, CEO of FTX, the crypto exchange that went on to collapse and take down hundreds of thousands of users and all their crypto savings, looks like he's finally being held accountable for his actions. This should help rebuild trust in the cryptocurrency markets. So you know it's bad when you end up in the Daily Mail, the general rule in life. And Sam Bankman-Fried has been a regular feature in recent weeks. And while SBF landed himself in the jailhouse, 1,500 kilometers away, John Ray was testifying in another house. SBF's lawyers asked for a bail to be set at $250,000, but this was swiftly denied. The case judge considered him to be too much of a flight risk. He will now spend Christmas at Fox Hill Prison on the island until his next court appearance on February the 8th. His lawyers had protested jail time, saying he was vegan and depressed. After his parents collected his medications, he was sent to the medical department at the prison. An extradition expert commented to Reuters that time in an overseas prison often made inmates willing to be sent home. Meanwhile, in Washington, John Ray III was summarizing what he had found. This includes misuse of over more than $7 billion in customers' funds and that over $1 billion had been recovered so far. Forbes actually obtained a copy of the transcript that SBF was planning to present to Congress. Besides apologizing, he stressed how he'd been denied access to FTX data that would have helped him testify more fully. The US Justice Department published the charges yesterday and have not ruled out charging other co-conspirators. So what do the bulls have in their corner to fight their case? less aggressive interest rate hikes, and an environment next year where we'll continue, hopefully, to see lower inflation, lower interest rates, and a better environment for crypto to thrive in, and the fact that Sam Bankman-Fried is being held accountable for his actions. This is going to be essential to build trust again in the cryptocurrency markets. If Sam isn't held accountable, what is there to stop other people scamming other people in the cryptocurrency markets? What repercussions are there for these kind of acts of criminal intent? Now, let's head on over to what the bears have to say about all this, including Kevin O'Leary. But the first thing doesn't look at Kevin O'Leary, actually. The bears right now are probably loving the FUD and drama going on with Binance. Binance is the other very big cryptocurrency exchange that now, after FTX's collapse, has the lion's share of the market. And the bears might argue that Binance is in trouble. Let's see why they might say this and how much truth there is to the matter. So what are some of the rumors that the bears might be spreading about Binance? The first is about Mars's proof of reserves audit. After the X collapse, many exchanges were quick to show proof of their holdings, but this only shows assets and not liabilities. Without this information, we cannot understand how solvent an exchange is. In other words, it's not good showing people how much you own in your bank account if we can't see how much you have to pay for your mortgage. Might not be enough to cover it at all. In order to ease concerns, Binance carried out a proof of reserves audit. However, the report has had an opposite effect with many pointing out red flags as the report failed to include key information such as the quality of internal controls or details regarding Binance's liquidation system. And the second aspect is the US Justice Department's criminal investigations. The US Justice Department also announced a criminal investigation of Binance involving money laundering. So what effect has these bearish rumors had? Well, over the last seven days, we've seen about $13 billion of crypto assets have been withdrawn from Binance, significantly more than any other exchange. Whilst there has been an inflow of about $12 billion, the net outflow of $1.5 billion also remains the largest of any exchange. 
Due to the speed of these withdrawals, Binance was forced to momentarily lock USDC withdrawals for about eight hours as the exchange awaited New York banks to open to facilitate transactions. Pausing withdrawals is not a good look for any exchange. At the time of this recording, however, all withdrawals are available. It is worth noting that Binance is the largest exchange, and if we were to compare the outflow as a percentage of total assets, the results may look very different. Now, whilst it does not show reserves, we can use Nansen's portfolio tracker to dive into Binance's holdings to assess one element of their stability. Binance owns about $60 billion of assets that we know about. Looking at the token allocation now, whilst the largest holding of BUSD might appear a concern to some, the stablecoin is not issued by Binance, but by Paxos, an entity regulated by the New York State Department of Financial Services Trust Charter. This means that a significant amount of their holdings are not exposed to Binance's own success, an essential point for stability. So the bears might claim that Binance is in trouble, but actually the data suggests that this is not a definitely the case. So the bears might try to make this claim, but at the moment, at least, it doesn't seem to be a very strong claim for the bears. But that doesn't mean that their comments shouldn't at least be considered for us. And there's actually four lessons we can just draw from the bearish argument. Right, the four lessons. Always manage your risk. Binance are the largest exchange in the world, significantly bigger than FTX, even at their peak. However, there is no such thing as too big to fail, and therefore users should be withdrawing their assets to self-custody in order to mitigate any potential risk. And of course, proof of assets does not show the whole picture. Whilst we see that $60 billion of assets, the majority of these are not tied to Binance themselves. We do not have a full picture of their financial situation. And trade that volatility if you are an advanced trader. Binance assets such as BNB will likely face volatility due to the circulating rumors. Advanced traders could be able to capture profit from this. And finally, do not trust those with their own agenda. Twitter is ablaze with comments from Binance rival exchanges and influencers, most of whom have their own agenda. Always remember to verify information yourself and act based on your own research. And honestly speaking, that advice to uh, do your own due diligence is true of everything. Even right now, the bears are saying that everyone needs to self-custody, that exchanges aren't safe. A lot of people agree with this, but even then there are some people who don't agree with self-custody. So it might not even be true that that's necessarily the best course for everyone. While many were withdrawing and looking to self-custody, CZ actually cautioned the community of doing this in a Binance-run Twitter spaces yesterday. CZ said that for most people, for 99% of people today asking them to hold crypto on their own, they will end up losing it. He cited reasons such as not backing up security keys, losing their device, a lack of encryption, or a written key that will be stolen by someone else. Is he saying this merely to protect his exchange? CZ mentioned that if the majority of people were able to hold their own assets in their own custody, then there would not be a need for centralized exchanges, further saying that that would be great if possible. <laughs> so the point here is really to just scrutinize every option that is presented and think of the agenda, even for for mainstream ones like this idea now to definitely self-custody. So it is time to take the final bear argument, which comes from Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary has really gone out on a limb here and has actually very explicitly and deliberately put out a very controversial viewpoint. It's something that people have been sort of discussing, murmuring about in the cryptocurrency markets, but no one's really gone out there to say it quite like he has. And um, these are very bearish claims, and it would certainly help the bearish people when it comes to the overall sentiment of crypto. Let's look at this now. The collapse of FTX was triggered by Binance. Investor Kevin O'Leary claimed at a December the 14th United States Senate committee hearing, 
so yesterday, about the crypto exchange's meltdown. O'Leary, who, by the way, speaking of agendas, was a paid spokesperson for FTX, provided details about conversations with Sam Bankman-Fried in the days before FTX filed for bankruptcy. During his testimony, O'Leary said he had questioned SBF regarding how customer funds were used in the past 24 months and was told that almost $3 billion were used to repurchase shares of FTX owned by Binance. O'Leary said that regulation was at the core of the silent war between the heads of the two crypto exchanges. As owners of a nearly 20% stake in FTX, Binance and CZ had to comply with regulators' requests and compliance standards in different jurisdictions. According to SBF, CZ would not comply with regulators' requests in different jurisdictions to provide the data that would clear FTX for a license. The only option the management and SBF had was to buy him out at an extraordinary valuation close to $32 billion. The share purchases hurt FTX's balance sheet, said O'Leary, and CZ's decision to liquidate Binance's FTX tokens holdings at the beginning of November was intended to push down the token's price. In my personal view, with this incredible business in terms of growth, we're at war with each other and one put the other out of business intentionally, Kevin O'Leary said. Now, maybe there is nothing wrong with that. Maybe there is nothing wrong with love and war. Bit dramatic. But Binance is a massive unregulated global monopoly now and they put FTX out of business. And he goes on to suggest that uh, there should be regulation, that it doesn't make sense for Binance to have a monopoly. Kevin O'Leary was paid nearly $15 million for his services as a spokesperson for FTX, so we cannot rule out the likelihood here that he is just saying all of this to save himself. But this does help the bears. It creates more distrust in the environment. It casts more doubt over Binance. And it's not a good look for the industry to suggest that this is a war between monopolies where millions of users are collateral damage. In balance, the situation for cryptocurrency is very mixed. At least in the short term, it looks like there's going to be a lot of instability. But going into the medium to long term, I really must side with the bulls on the fact that the lower interest rate and lower inflation environment is surely going to be good for risk assets everywhere. In any case, we here at Market Meditations will be here to provide you with the latest updates, strategies, opportunities and risks in the cryptocurrency markets as and when they present themselves. Namaste.